When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Y'all got your drink color. Got my drink. It was like, ooh, Al's lips look so good. I got good everything. Trust what me. else you got good, Al? <laughs> Take a look at that picture I sent you. Ooh. I just figured I'd get the girls a little preview <laughs> of the spring-summer collection, a.k.a. Okay. my body. It is TGIF. This is what y'all came for, right? Y'all came for this. I laugh at that spring collection, but <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to TGIF. Y'all have been waiting for this, and we've been seeing all the comments in the chat. And thank you so much for rocking with us. I am excited about tonight's show. Um, anyways, it is uh, time for me to introduce my fantastic co-host. Please welcome brand strategist Al Reynolds. Hey, Al. Hey, what's going on, Claudia? Happy Friday. Happy Friday. And please welcome multimedia personality talk show host, Funky Dineva. What's up, Q? You know what? I did some basic bitch shit today. I went to TGI Fridays to have me some wings. Drink. And I'm just feeling really good. Them garlic parmesan wings and those whiskey glazed wings got me feeling good. So tonight, you-, you know it's going to be good. So you're in a good place tonight. I'm in an excellent place. Because, you know, me and you both were sick last week. You mean so, when? Like, the, the fans don't know this. It took... The, the power of the ancestors, Jesus and his manger to get me through that hour. Cause I was, I was, t- ooh, I was bad. I was feeling really bad last week. I mean, earlier this week. Wednesday, boy, that was two days ago. Yeah. It, it was really, so I, I felt, um, I hadn't left my house since we did the show last Friday. I was in bed every single day since we wrapped on Friday. Um, except going to the doctors to get tested for COVID on Tuesday, came back negative. And then I went to the doctors yesterday and it was a hood, it's a hood doctor. Uh-huh. But I, let me tell you something. I am not too bougie. And they got me right. They gave me two shots in the butt. One was an antibiotic and a steroid. And it is a magic combination because besides a little residual stuffiness, <laughs> I'm back. So you got a shot in the butt. You must have had that nasty woman's disease. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if I got a nasty woman's disease, can you imagine what disease is in your body? Because you've been getting it in. <laughs> Baby, I'm saved, sanctified, and full of the Holy Spirit. My body is a temple. Oh. A temple that gets vi- a temple with a whole bunch of graffiti all over it on the inside and the out. You mean with the revolving door on the front and back. Oh, <laughs> and Al, you want some of this, too? You, oh, and- oh you, you find out? Because last I checked, I had to sleep on the floor in your hotel room because it was a whole man in your bed. So wait a minute now. <laughs> and, and oh, look, and, the man, and the man happened to be a porn star. <laughs> you know you're full of it. <laughs> oh, me and Al just got back on good terms. So I'm going to sip my tea and play nice. <laughs> All right. We got a lot of stuff to talk about this show, but I'm glad you're feeling better, Q. And, um, Thank you. Likewise. Likewise. Man. And you know what? Speaking of feeling better, the fans are feeling a lot better because now y'all got TGIF two days a week. You got it on Wednesdays. You got it on Fridays. And to the people in the chat saying, how do I catch it live? YouTube channel. Because people are going to watch this tomorrow that didn't see it tonight. YouTube channel, Fridays and Wednesdays, same time, 7 p.m. on the West Coast, 10 p.m. on the East. Just check us out live and then catch us on the replay. And that all helps our numbers. So, all right, let's get ready to get into the show. Um, By the way, what's everybody drinking tonight? Anybody drinking? I'm drinking absolute vodka with a little bit of pineapple juice. I'm drinking just straight bourbon. So we're not sure what's going to come out of my mouth today. He's he going to turn red as a beat. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know how antibiotics mix with alcohol. Maybe one of y'all. Good child, I do it all the time. The rich white women taught me. <laughs> <laughs> <It's all the laughs> <time. laughs> You're not going to have no liver. Or what is it? Oh, oh my God. So let's get into some hot topics. We got a lot to talk about. Kanye right. West had the big old listening party in Atlanta. 
The album uh, includes several features from other artists. And uh, I was super surprised about this one from Jay-Z. They say that Jay-Z didn't record his verse until 4 p.m., just hours before the listening party. How do y'all feel about Jay-Z and Kanye reuniting? I love it. They, you know, those two make magic together. It's undeniable. Um, I also think Kanye tends to be in a better mental and creative space when he's in Jay-Z's aura, when he's in his air, when he's up, up, up around him and they're working and collaborating. Kanye seems to be doing, you know, a, a, a little better in terms of his mental health. So, I'm all for it. You know, those are two undeniable talents. But what I was not for was that menu. But I'm going to let Al talk. Then we'll talk about that food menu. We're going to get into that menu. On what? We're going to get into the menu. The what? Food menu at the the listening party. Listen, I mean, this entire listening party, to me, just seems like a big old market employee. I, I mean, come on. Let's start with, if you drove a Benz, you got to park your car for free because it was the Benz Stadium. He um, he uh, showcased Shikari Richardson, you know, as the album teaser on the song, you know, No Child Left Behind because she's trending. He used his mother's picture when she was a baby on... Um, the T-shirts that sold for $120. His mother's named after the album. In a 90-degree weather, he wore his Gap line that's coming out, the Gap collection that he's going to introduce. He had it on. Uh, what else? <sighs> what? he? Uh, the city was named after him, July So he did it in Atlanta so that it would, you know, give Atlanta love. He invited all the HBCUs that his mother used to teach at Morris Brown, but all the HBCUs got to come for free. He gave 5,000 tickets away. I just feel like this was just a big old marketing listening party, in my opinion. And it looked like it was good to me. It worked. I just want to say this. How quickly... We forget how mad we were at this man for embracing Donald Trump, for kissing Trump's ass, for being pro-Trump, for saying slavery is a choice. All these missteps he's made in the last four years, all it took was one listening party in Atlanta and giving away some free stuff. And guess what? We are back. When we say cancel culture, we sure do pick and choose who we are really mad at and who, you know, Chrisette Michelle can't even get a, a nightclub appearance still. And Baby, they and say Chrisette Michelle can't even get no certificate to be a substitute teacher. Okay. <laughs> I think in this case, though, I, I I personally am not still not a fan of Kanye West, so I, I I still don't support him because of that. I mean, I but you know when it comes to his music, like Q has said on the show a couple of times, you can't deny the man's brilliance when it comes to music. So mm-hmm. there is a part of me that will forgive. Uh, to, you know, support his genius. And I will separate or divorce his craziness from his talent. I mean, and I maybe, you know, I shouldn't be so easy, but I can clearly do that with him. And, you know, really quickly, a thought just came to my mind about Chrisette Michelle. Honestly and truthfully, all it would take if Ari Lennox or Jasmine Sullivan were open to, open to doing a song with Chrisette, that's all it would take to, to bring her back to the forefront. I just wanted to throw that in there. Right, right. I had an interview with her on, on Out Loud on, on, on this network, and she she regretted it, and she said it was a booking. You know what I mean? And she thought that she could somehow bridge the gap and, and do, you know, so I just don't think she was a big enough star to do that. I think her intentions were in the right place. And the hell that she caught, while people are just knocking each other over to get to Kanye's event, and Kanye 1,000% we're supporting Donald Trump. But you well, know, you I'm going to say, say this. Of a movement. Like, she did it in the middle of a huge and movement. I, I'm going to say this, too. I, I don't buy that bridging the gap thing. I buy her bills were backed up, and it was a booking. <laughs> I think that bridging the gap, that, that that's what you say after you get in trouble, and your publicist says, this is how we're going to spend it. You didn't, because, girl, you're a neo-soul artist. You ain't even big enough to damn buy out the gap, yet alone bridge the damn gap. Go on somewhere, girl, with a couple well, speak, of people. Speaking of paying the bills, let's get into the menu that uh, at the venue. Uh, the uh, sweet, salty kettle corn was $35. The assorted snack basket was $65. Uh, 
Uh, let me see what else. Chicken tenders were $50. Beef kosher franks, $40 for a damn hot dog. Cookies and brownies were $45. What do you, I mean... That's it. Let me tell you what this is called. This is called pass through to the consumer. He had to pay Jay-Z. He had to get Jay-Z on that dang thing. He had to pay Jay-Z. He had to pay two chains. He had to pay Kim to bring those kids to show support so it all looked good. He had to pay for all those cars that parked for free. He had to pay for every single thing that he did to make that day what it was. And it was passed through to the consumer. Listen, when I went to Florida State University and got my degree in economics, there's a term in economics called there is no such thing as a free lunch, okay? Either you are going to pay on the front end or the back end. And here's the gag, right? Because they're really looking at you saying, what the hell are you complaining for? You park for free and got a free a free uh, concert ticket. The least you can do is give us $50 for a chicken basket. Man, I would be in that mug starving. I wouldn't, none of that. You know what? It's easy to blame Kanye, but I'm sure that's the venue that took advantage of those people. I don't think that, I don't know if Kanye got that money. But you know what? It would seem to me that, Mm -hmm. honestly and truthfully, that the Better Business Bureau would be investigating them because this is price gouging. You got people in there. You took away their phones. They can't even. They took away their phones because you didn't want this to be seen. You closed the doors. You had Usher board number one, and they're closing them doors. Them people is in there hungry. You you didn't let them bring anything in the damn place, and now you basically forcing them to go up there and spend what's left of their PPP money after they bought wigs, eyelashes, and outfits. Now I got to spend my last fifty dollars to get some chicken tenders. This was my $50 that I was supposed to be going to the after party with. And then to the Waffle House. And now we got to buy chicken tenders. We have a comment. We have a comment in the chat. Uh, Women for for the culture said those prices certainly weren't for the cultures. So, yeah. And and it sucks. And, and And it brings up question. I mean, a conversation that we'll have on a later show about Black people in restaurants and how we do our own people with these prices. Because baby, I, I don't, y'all don't even want to begin to talk about these. And, and I'm not gonna call nobody's restaurant out, but all these rappers and celebrities and stars that just open up all these restaurants down here, and you paying twenty dollars for a chicken wing basket. We gotta stop doing that to our people. Listen, if the people need, if the people needed assistance parking. And if the people needed assistance getting into the damn concert so much so that you gave college students free tickets, what in the hell make y'all think they got $40 for some damn chicken? Do you talk about $40 for chicken? It was almost $40 for popcorn. <laughs> I thought AMC was going crazy with the prices that they charged for the concession stand. But dang, this is next level times 10. And I then, mean, not- it- we're missing something. It, it had to be family style, like a serving of four. Like something's got to make this make sense. <laughs> no, one hot dog, $40. So it was out of control. Uh, also, did y'all see that Kim and Chloe were there? They were with the kids at Kanye's listening party. Were you, I surprised? Yes. Were you guys surprised to see them there or not? Um, yeah, they're family. You know, they're, they're family. And, and their divorce is amicable from my understanding. Mm-hmm. Listen, th- th- we're talking about a marketing. We're talking about a marketing family here. Like they know to show up and show support in order to help him get through these very dark hours. She didn't know how he was going to be taken, but she knew her showing up and that family showing up was going to, you know, lower, l- lessen the blow, in my opinion. Now, the funny part was that they were both dressed alike. And if you ask me, they both look like two sexy bank robbers. I swear to God. So any professional athlete, rapper, producer, football, basketball, soccer, Major League Baseball, y'all better watch out because they're going to rob your bank. <laughs> and, and, and let's face it, Kim ass ain't dumb. She going to make sure that album sells so she can make sure her child support money keep coming <laughs> on time. Okay. Because although Kim uh, is worth a, a bit, well, they say her net worth is a billion. Kanye is still 1.8. So uh, that's, 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 that's yeah. a rich ass couple. We're going to yeah. take a quick break. We got plenty more tea on TJF when we return. We'll be right back. 
Welcome back to TGIF. Now, before we went to break, we talked about Kanye West and Kim Kardashian and those deep ass pockets they both got. So perfect time to get into this story. Dr. Dre, let's get into this. Now, uh, he's been ordered to pay his uh, estranged wife, Nicole Young, $293,000 per month in spousal support. That's going to start August 1st. Now, he'll have to keep on paying these massive amounts to his wife until she remarries, which is going to be never, or enters into a domestic partnership, which is going to be never, or if the court orders otherwise at a later date. Now, on top of that, he was ordered to continue paying expenses for the Malibu and Pacific Palisades homes that the couples once shared. Do you think this is a fair settlement or not? What do y'all think? So I just want to start out by saying he's got to start paying it by August 1st, but she'll be dead by December 1st, okay? <laughs> Messing around with him in them cribs. So listen, I originally thought that that was just an exorbitant amount of money, right? But me being the former accountant that I am, I crunched the numbers. He is worth $800 million at $300,000 a year. If he never earns another dollar, he can make 222 years worth of $300,000 payments. The average lifespan of a human, of a man, especially with his health issues is 70, 80, somewhere up in there. He can make 222 years worth of $300,000 payments a month. That much money, quiet as it's kept, is almost sounding like she ain't get enough, if you ask me. It's only 10% of what he earns. He makes $35 million a year. 10%? That's not that bad. But I don't agree with like payments until you marry someone else. I don't know about that. Even though it would benefit a woman, I still feel like that doesn't seem fair because all you got to do is just hold out. I'd hate to be the one that had to pay, make that payment. Al, what do I you mean, think? I'm going to tell you, I think that uh, Dr. Dre's got more money and his lawyers did a better job. Think about it. Uh, for people like that who are billionaires, $200,000 $200, may sound like a lot of money a month, but it really isn't based off of their lifestyle and what they do on a regular basis. These people don't travel commercial. They don't travel first class. They travel chartered flights. They travel private jets. They, they, they sit and travel on private yachts and stuff like that. $200,000 is not a lot of money, not to mention, Claudia, one thing that you forgot about the judge order was she does get the money until she's married or until she enters into a domestic partnership but the money ends if she dies or if he dies you mean so when she dies like Dineva said december 1st I'm just saying he has health issues. So let's just say hypothetically, you know, we're joking about him killing her off. But let's just say hypothetically in, in two or three years, in two or three years, he has another heart attack because we know that Dr. Dre is not in the best health and he dies. She's done. She gets no more money. Oh, wow. She spent 25 years with the man and oh, helped wow. him help him um you know create this income of over 800 million which would be a billion very soon but the day that he dies she's left holding a zero bag an empty bag so let's be sure we understand wow. that this is definitely not a win for this woman and if she has any sense she has to go back to the courts and she's got to demand uh, like some type of guarantee oh, pay to make sure that she's yeah. taken care of based simply on his medical conditions well i do that that you know, Al, you would know better than we would about getting lump sums of people money that ain't yours. <laughs> but did, like, did he like, isn't that customary? Like, isn't it like, okay, you get the house, you get the car, you get 20 million and spousal support. Like, doesn't that how it goes? Typically, that's right. That's right. So I, I th that's another thing where I said this lawyer, this lawyer that Dr. Dre had is definitely a win for him because he, he, she got awarded the money, but she's getting it in installments and the installments end on these, this list of things that could happen tomorrow. She could die tomorrow. Wow. So she really got a bad deal. Right. She, she got a bad deal. That's right. She should be getting a lump sum of money for the years that she breathed into that relationship. It was 24 or 25 years. 24. She should be out here panhandling for $200,000 a month. Now she's not going to be able to live her life the way she's been living it for the do last you, decade or two. Do you think maybe she did and that detail just has not been revealed? I mean, this just feels like she had some very... Uh, uh, fresh out of law school lawyers if they didn't get her some type of upfront payment or some type of guarantee. 
24 well, years with that man and allegedly with all the stuff that comes out about yeah allegedly now listen she did she had one of the top female ador- divorce attorneys in the business representing her i just think his lawyers were much better and much smarter and then they also did have the issue that we can't ignore about the prenup but I really don't see how the prenup should have stopped her from getting a lump sum because the prenup is only everything before the marriage, they keep. Everything during the marriage, they split. I just feel like this is a huge win for Dr. Dre, and he he's going to laugh all the way to the bank. He spends more than $200,000, I'm sure, at a blink of an eye in the way that he moves around in the streets. Well, he's going to laugh all the way to the grave because, like you said, if he kicked the bucket the day of tomorrow, her ass is standing in the child line. well you know what hold on now i had a friend mama was going with this lady husband and she had a whole insurance policy on him and when he died she collected so maybe nicole got her her name nicole right yeah yeah maybe she got her a little piece of policy somewhere but you know black families be funky and won't give you that death certificate so she still might not be able to cash in if she do listen she for sure better have a life and i tell my girls now get a life insurance policy life policy on him he has to agree to it would you agree would you agree to giving your ex-wife a life policy Mm, maybe maybe not now, but maybe when yeah. during happier times, maybe when things were good. Hey, in case something ever happened to me, I hope she did. Mm-hmm. Anyways, we got to move on to another uh, soon-to-be-married couple. Right. I never thought I'd see the day of this happening. Comedian Michael Blackson recently proposed to his girlfriend on The Breakfast Club, but his caption is kind of rustling some feathers, making some women feel some kind of way. He stated men, uh, I'm sorry, ladies, men look for loyalty regardless of what we put you through. Stay loyal to your man because we are F-ups, but we will eventually do the right thing. Nothing good comes easy, but trust in God and what's meant to happen will happen. Uh, he's clearly, uh, you know, carving a way for him to have a pass. And I thought that, thought that caption ruined the proposal. Like, don't tell me you saying just, just deal with all of our shit, no matter what. And you might one day might get that, you know, that that pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. What do y'all think about this? I'm, I'm not here for it. I'm, I'm not here for it at all. It completely lends itself to that toxic hood, hip hop mentality, which is basically you're supposed to hold me down while I have babies on you, bring you back all type of STDs and stuff. And then after I've hunched all the cooch from the East to the West, and I'm now 47 and I'm starting to need blue chew, okay? And you put up with me having babies on you and health problems and being shot and you put cars and stuff in my name and you ran drugs for me. And now that I'm too old to run the streets, now I want to do right by you after I don't ran you damn ragged. And and, 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 uh, I, I just don't buy into that at all. But I've also matured to understand that Claudia, in this world, we have different classes of people, mm-hmm. okay? Right. And that Jim Jones, Chrissy, Michael Blackston, Safari, that 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 faction of society, that's their belief system. And they could be looking at me and thinking that I'm completely crazy. That's just not my belief system. I was raised better than that, but I recognize the fact that some people are street, they real niggas, and that's how they live. So have at it. I get tired of talking to some some girls and a lot of my friends aren't like this, but I've had some that think that, you know, or that men have gotten them to believe buy into it, since, you know, once we've been through so much, then you deserve. Now you're worthy. I, I put you through these this many things and it never goes the other way. Right. Where the man is put through cheating and all kinds of nonsense and the woman having a baby on the side. No, what man is going to put up with that? But a woman's supposed to put, go through all of this and then somehow feel like a ring. And now you want to commit to me is, is the, the reward for me dealing with all of your bullshit and mental abuse and emotional torture. And now I have earned the right to be your wife. Get the out of here with that, Listen, that bullshit. I, I think, I think we're projecting that that's not their relationship. It's never been their relationship. I mean, he came very clean on his interview um, at the breakfast club. He said that he and his uh, fiance had a conversation and that she knew what it was, that she knew that 
he is going to cheat and he will always cheat. That's a part of being with him. So if, if you know your man is a cheater and you stay with him and he's cheating, then baby, you gotta, you gotta suffer the consequences. That's a choice you made. Now, the, this is the funny part about this story that I thought was hilarious. On Breakfast Club, after he, uh, after he proposed to her, she says, goodbye, side bitches. That shit was yeah. hilarious. But then he said, only 90% of them. Now, if that's not a red flag or a green light, then we both need to be reading two different daggone signs, right? He's already telling her with an engagement ring, ain't nothing going to change. And if you step up to this altar and marry me, this is what to expect. At least he's transparent and he's honest. Yeah, I'm telling you, I think that I, I respect that. Like, I have no problem with people hunching around on their husband and their wife just as long as all parties involved are, you know, aware of what's going on. If, if maybe it works for him, but it doesn't change the caption feeds a larger narrative. That is a huge issue, particularly in the black community. I think they're already starting up on the wrong foot because I think she thought the ring, although they had that conversation about- It's a wrong foot already. You're judging the yeah. wrong characters. They already she, knew. She already knew. She knows. He said she, that they talked about it. She, she knows she that knew, she's a chief. She knew, but then she clearly thinking it's changing now when she said, no, goodbye side bitches. She's thinking it's gonna end. And he's like, not really. They gonna have problems, anyways. <laughs> we got they are, and I wish I would let Michael Blackson cheat on me. They're gonna be able to change a man, okay? And that thing lies the problem. It, it, and it doesn't mean that he doesn't love you. It doesn't mean that they don't have a loving relationship. He has made it very clear that ain't nothing changing over here. I'm going to still get my side piece. He said that he's allowed now, instead of 10 a month, he's allowed to. You know, a greater conversation for another show. We as a society need to start exploring other relationship configurations outside of monogamy. You know what I'm saying? Because if it, you know, it, it, it feels as if they both are in some sort of agreement that, you know, monogamy is not necessarily, uh, you know, the, the thing for us. And we need to begin to normalize other type of relationship configurations to cut down on the deceit, the cheating and the right. transmission of sexually transmitted diseases. I have no problem with two people coming together and say, we're going to be the main couple, but I'm also going to hunch a little bit over here. You're going to hunch a little bit over there. And here's their phone number and emergency contact in case you can't find me. You know, around the corner and at the red light. They do have poly groups, I mean, where people have multiple partners and stuff. I listen, I think at the end of the day, most men ain't gonna fall for that on the woman's side. Now we right. want to do it, but we ain't gonna let our woman, we don't want no hoe in our bed every night because we don't know what she's thinking about or who she thinks, you know. Uh-uh. I, 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 I'm gonna speak for the ladies real quick before we go to break. We women, we believe it or not, we really don't want a hoe in our bed either, but we tolerate it a little bit more than y'all. I'd be damned if I've ever heard of a man that will even look at his woman the same way ever again or be able to even like be loving towards his woman if he ever finds out she even thought about somebody else. Man's ego could not take the amount of abuse that we have to deal with and being a woman uh, to, you know, supporting our men. It's unbelievable. I don't believe that because think about it. All these young men out here are interested in strippers mainly. They're not interested in marrying female doctors or female lawyers or female teachers or nurses. They want strippers. And in, it also, look at entertainment. All these guys have all slept with the same women and passed them around. And some of them who we've covered today married them. You want, to just, know one of my, you want to know one of my favorite things about being the gay guy and a confidant to a lot of women? I want, I want to so bad just sit in a barbershop and bust so many dudes' bubbles and be like, <laughs> remember that time you was putting your girl through for like six months? She was hunching John next door. You know what I'm saying? She used to, and when she said she was with me, hanging out shopping with me, I was really covering for her. Right. Women do it much better. Yeah. That's nice because they're smart. Well, I'm not gonna say smarter, but you know what I mean. Anyway, well, we gotta go. I, I, we, we gotta go to commercial. I will say this: uh, men are real reckless with like changing their patterns, and that's how we catch y'all every single time. Y'all change up your pattern and think you're so slick, and we know. And when a lot of times we find out, we just wait to spring it on you. We're gonna take a quick break. We'll be back with more TGIF when we return. 
Welcome back to TGIF Soulmates. We so appreciate y'all tuning in. Now drop some heart emojis in the chat on YouTube if you are enjoying our Friday show and make sure you check back on Wednesday because because of you, we are here Wednesdays and Fridays. All right, drop some heart emojis. We see y'all. All right, cool. All right, listen, Lil Nas X, let's get into Lil Nas X. He's hey. continuing to live out loud with the release of his new music video, Industry Baby, produced by Kanye West. I thought that was really interesting. Now, in the video, Lil Nas X is spanking and throwing cash at his twerking cellmates all oiled up, as well as dancing wet and butt naked in a jailhouse shower with nude prisoners. They had to black out and blur out all the penai in the video. Lil Nas X also posted the following message before the release of the video. He wrote, I need you to realize that you have the opportunity to be the person that you needed growing up. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. Remember that the only person who has to believe in you is you. Are we feeling Lil Nas X's video? And what are your thoughts on his post? What do y'all think? So, you know, I've been one of the biggest critics of him in the past, right? And so I went into this when we got the, got the email. I clicked it. I'm rolling my eyes already. But I have to say this. I owe that young man an apology. And that video made me eat my damn words. I have never been more proud to be a black gay man than watching that video. The juxtaposition between femininity and masculinity that he was giving in that video was everything. And it was the message. He was saying, I'm, I'm black, I'm gay, and bitch, I'm here. You gonna see me. I'm going to take up space. I have Grammys. I have awards. Those of y'all who are criticizing me were never there for me in the first place. So I really don't care about you. Get into these muscles and this Beyonce dance routine at the same damn time. I, you know, I, I had an internal cry because I love that quote he just made. I wish the sixth grade, seventh grade, ninth grade year old Quentin had a little Nas X in this form right here to look at growing up. It probably would have saved me a lot of depression and a lot of heartache. Al, what do you think? I missed it. I missed it. I didn't get any of that. I, 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 I'm sorry. Maybe it's my newness <laughs> in my truth or something. I thought it was disrespectful. I thought it was a poor portrayal of what happens in jail, in my opinion. I, I, I think I just missed the celebration here. Um, I, I was disgusted. Um, I was disappointed. Um, I feel like that's not what prison life is. And even if we were over-sexualizing the prison existence, I still didn't get it. Because I'm going to tell you, I'm not happy about, if I get, I'm not happy about going to prison. <laughs> Sexually or not, I'm not happy about going to prison and all that stuff. I think I, for me, and this is just my interpretation, I totally missed the whole thing except for understanding that he needed to get this out because he feels like he's been prosecuted and sent to jail for being his true self. I got that. But using the prison uh, system, you having everybody in the prison to be black and greased up was offensive. I just didn't like it. You know, Al, there's something about your response that just really disappointed me. I mean, I, I get it. I, I told you, I'm not, I may not be mature enough in it, but that's just my core feeling in this. I, I do get the whole celebration of his gayness and I get it, but I just didn't like that he did it in the prison and making fun of people in the prison and using the prison as a backdrop uh, on the sexual undertones of the prison. That's not what the prison system is about. I don't think anybody that's been in prison finds this to be, um, you know, favorable. You think that he was making a statement about the prison system? I, I didn't get I didn't get that. But then again, I don't know. That's just my. Do you think so, it was? Oh, he was just know, being creative. Maybe we can take this as an opportunity, as a learning opportunity for me, for for Q to explain it to me. But what was the point of filming the video in a prison the way that it was filmed? I can understand that he feels like he was sent to prison for being gay. I got it. Like you had me with that. Oh, but that, I just didn't understand why everybody in the prison scene had to be a person of color. So because it, it, it was an attack and it was a play on 
toxic masculinity, right? Like we, we in our culture, the most macho of men, the most menly of men are the men in prison. The, the, the roughnecks, they're in prison. So it was the, the juxtaposition between, bitch, we in here dancing like Beyonce, but we're also rugged and tough. Like it was, it was all of that. I didn't see anything rugged and tough in any of that. So, but there were, there, so you, if, you, if you looked at the dance choreography, there were there were positions where they were like straight b boy dancing and they they hop. Bent over and started twerking and put their hands <laughs> in between their legs and covered their booty hole. Right, but they, but they also did other more masculine dance moves as well. So that, that's what I'm saying. It was a play. It was a play on that whole masculine situation. Ooh. Nonetheless, um, <laughs> video aside, video aside, let's just say if you close your eyes and just listen to the song, it's a nice ass song. And you know, oh, my critique, uh, my oh. critique of Little Nas X and Lizzo has always been less gimmick and, and, and more talent. And right. this song will definitely get radio play. And I'm going to tell you another thing. Independent of the video, the song is so good that if you don't tell the straight boys what it's about, they actually will bop and sing to it. Yeah, but you know what? This, I mean, the other side of this, Claudia, is the brilliance of the marketing. It is the break where everybody's talking about it. He's shutting the net down. But I just, I don't know, just something about it, it didn't connect with me. But I, I, I do appreciate you for bringing that to my attention. And maybe that's something that I need to be more aware of. And maybe that's something that I need to explore within myself. But just the core of watching it, I just felt like it was just disrespectful. It was demoralizing to other Black men in the prison. Maybe I'm looking too deep and not looking at what the expression of it is. And I'll, I'll be in the middle of the two of y'all. I'll say this. Um, and going back to Chico DeBarge making several videos in prison, I see like, ah, because some people will take that as it's glamorized. It's what right. we see on television. It's a aspirational place. And I get that. I don't think Lil Nas X was glorifying prison. I think he was just doing that for the marketing, for the message. But I feel like, I think period, we need to stop with uh, black people. Like we don't need to own that prison space so much. And that's just not Lil Nas X, that's all of us. I, on top of that, I just felt like there was an undercurrent, a sexual, a sexual something undercurrent of what prison is supposed to be as it relates to, you know, what happens in prison is how I interpret it. But you know what, Q, you opened my eyes up to something different that I didn't think about. And I, that's I, the- I, 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 I honestly think your focus is a little misguided. I actually think the prison aspect of it is the least of it. And I, I think I, I think you're, I think you're over analyzing the prison piece. Right. I mean, I just felt like for some reason, though, I felt like the reason why the prison component was in there was because of the sexual undertone. Like, no. that's why it was positioned in prison is how I interpreted it in my yeah. head. And I just felt like that that was that was no. it, it, it more so was a play. It, it, it more so was a play. Out of prison, so I don't get screwed. I don't want to go to prison to it, get screwed. Like, it more so it was an attack on my cheese moments because the most macho of men are the men that are you know rough and tough in jail. That that was my interpretation. All right, well we um gotta take a quick commercial break, and I'm gonna go look at that video again and see that scene with all the making it with the dangling, flailing in the wind in the in the shower scene. We'll be right back with more TJ yeah. right after this. Hey guys, welcome back to TGIF. All right, everybody, let me tell you about something that's easy and will help you get your meals together. It's called HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get fresh, pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Now, you can skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. And that's why it's America's number one meal kit. Now, the meals are ready in 20 minutes or less. And uh, lightning fast prep recipes, quick breakfast and lunches, perfect for your busy schedule. Now, where else can you get 25 recipes to choose from each week, from vegetarian meals to craft burgers and recipes, all designed and tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts to ensure they're simple to make and delicious. Now, I love using HelloFresh on a Wednesday or on a Friday night after shooting the show. And tonight, KJ and I are making one of our new favorites, balsamic tomato and herb chicken. And it looks like it's going to be ready in 30 minutes. Now, it only has 800 calories. So what are you waiting for? Go to HelloFresh.com slash 14T and use code 14T for 14 free meals plus 
shipping. Go ahead and check them out. All right, guys, now back to some more TGIF. Were y'all laughing when I was trying to read a commercial? <laughs> no, Q was twerking. <laughs> oh, I couldn't even see you because I had the copy up on my screen. So I didn't see none of it. So in the future, can you Negroes, uh, can you guys mute your goddamn computers when I'm trying to read commercials so we can get our HX, please? You too. Oh, Al. Al, I found a, a throwback picture of us from 2017. I got to post it. Oh, shoot. Where were y'all at? We were in New York, and your lips were a little bit smaller back then. I just wanted to say that. <laughs> you got to. That's what he had, the old model. He had the old model. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when, when you do better, you move on up a little higher. So he got the Mercedes Benz of lift now. I, I, I do it, and I think you should too. All you got to do is Botox your arch. Botox your arch, and it pulls the lip up, and you didn't have a lip. You ain't got to put all that shit in your lip. I mean, sorry, you don't have to put all that stuff in your lips. <laughs> all you have to do is Botox your arch. You can see it. I'm an influencer for image dermatology, Dr. Janine Dow. Hold up, hold up. Are they paying us? Yes. But Not Claudia, you know. <laughs> I'm a old, I, I'm a old hoe. I'm gonna help you out. If you just add a little extra suction when you're doing your womanly duties, baby, by the time you're done, that thing will plump on up. It'll be nice and. Is that how you? Is that is that why your lips are so big? It, it, it is strengthen your jawline too. Okay. <laughs> so now I'm getting beauty tips from two men on the show. Got it. All right, guys. Uh, let's get into the, the news. A black woman in North Carolina, uh, her name is Trinity Bethune, posted in front of her new car. Now, her name is Trinity, okay? She uh, purchased a 2016 Toyota Camry from the Lumberton Honda dealership on Wednesday. On Thursday night, she checked the dealership's Facebook page and found her photo posted with the caption, congratulations to Bonquisha on her 2016 Camry. Trinity says she felt humiliated and now she's taking legal actions. What are your thoughts on this story? Well, my first thought is I didn't get this in the email or I must have skipped over it. Secondly, that 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 is horrible. Um, I, I would be curious to know if there's social media person, black or white. I think that's a very important fact. Um, yeah, it's just sad. So I'll help you. I'll help you out on this with you. Um, um, they're in Lumberton, North Carolina. So that's a Native American uh, uh, community. OK, um, the manager there happens to be at least what I could tell from the pictures happens to be a white man. Um, I don't think it was a mistake. I think it was intentional. They did issue an apology, but they only issued an apology because everybody, at least in our community, to get hold of this story, went and posted a derogatory post on their Yep review. So it took their review from a three, which is really not good, down to a one. So I want to congratulate everyone who defended the young lady Trinity because that was an awesome job. Everybody started to post on their review. Now, their reviews were already suspect from the beginning. But let me tell you what Miss Trinity should do. All right. Now, everybody knows the Federal Trade Commission allows you at minimum three days to return a car if you don't like it. All right. And in addition, Honda allows you 30 days to return a car if you don't like it, depending on the return policy of that particular dealership. If I was her after that, because she found it not the next day, but the next night is when everyone said you what they did to her. I would have taken that car. I would have drove it right back to the dealership and I would have turned that car right back in. I promise you they would have learned their lesson and they would have got double bit because now on Yuck. They are now rate, ranked. I mean, rated. Their rating is a one. So, so you know what's, what's funny? I've got this new thing now. As I get older, I'm just I'm I'm really fascinated by what makes people tick. And y'all don't know this, but I'm actually strongly considering going back to school to just get some more education in sociology, mm -hmm. psychology. I want to do a sit down interview with the person who posted this to just in this racial climate, please explain to me what was going through your mind that made this acceptable for you to hit the post button. I am genuinely fascinated down to my bone marrow as to why you would do that with all that's going on in this country. What and then they had the nerve to issue an apology the next day and right. say, we're sorry. 
They had to because Yelp shut them down. If you Googled them like I did, I even called the dealership because I wanted to know their return policy. See, I'd be doing my research. If you Google them, if it pulls up there, when you open up their page, there's a huge explanation point on top of their page saying that they have that they are under investigation for their yet reviews due to racism. That is the wildest thing I've ever seen. But I'm going to tell you what, I want them to continue to show their hand so that you can continue to see how you're going to be handled. This is a great example in my mind how this is how we get justice. This is how we get even. And this is how we show them that we're no longer as African-Americans going to toy with your ass. We're going to shut you down and we're going to hit you she, in she your can, She can sue, right? I mean, she, she got a case, don't she? Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know what the case would be. I mean, they could say that that was her name. We all know that we know that that's not her name. But, you know, the courts, the courts can be very funny. And especially in North Carolina. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break. And I want to try to fit in this story about this man who had sex with a horse. And then we got a game to play when we come back from this quick break. We'll be right back. <laughs> Welcome back to TGIF. We got a couple things to squeeze in before we let y'all go. Did y'all catch the recent episode of BT Presents The Encore? Mm-hmm. Anywho, uh, former 3LW group member Kylie Williams is standing by her feed with other m- former group member Natari Naughton, resulting in her throwing a piece of chicken at Naughton. Kylie tweeted, throwing hands and whatever is in them over my mother, she's a saint. If my phone was in my hand and not my dinner, she would have gotten that, and none of y'all would have done differently. Should Kylie let this old beef go, and why do you think she's still holding on to this feud, Q? She holding on to it because her bills are backed up. That's number one. But of course she needs to let it go. You know, when you break down this story, we are essentially digging through the details of a fight between some 15-year-old girls. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's so pathetic. First of all, if I was either one of them, I wouldn't even be mad with you no more. Like, I went to my high school 20 years reunion and saw people I could not F and stand in high school and gave them a hug. You cannot be fat with four necks like Kylie, almost 40, and still mad with somebody about some mess that happened when y'all was 14 and 15 years old. Girl, let it go the way the entertainment industry let your ass go. Let it go. Next. I'm good. Uh, he did a good job on that. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, 19-year-old Boston man, Jackson. He said four next. Four next at 42. Okay. I'm going to move on. Uh, 19-year-old Boston man, Jackson Z. Kelly. Uh, oh, he's black. Oh, my. I can't yes. believe this. He's facing multiple charges in connection with the sexual assault of a horse that happened in Norfolk last week. Apparently, the man went and plugged all the security cameras at the stables, except for one. He was able to flee the scene before anyone could get to the stables to stop or apprehend him. So he he finished. He he probably busted in the in the horse. Anyways, the owner of the stable, Hillary Swore, says she felt violated, lost, and scared. Imagine how the horse felt. What are your thoughts on this man horsing? Okay, who wrote this? Horsing around Justin in the state. So, you know, my thing is they showed the one picture of him at the security camera car with his pants down standing on the ladder and they had his PP blacked out. They need to um, black that because maybe he was hung as a horse and he couldn't mess with regular women. So he had to go in there and dig that horse out from the bike. Ow! That's what I'm thinking was going on. So, baby, I'm, I'm trying to see what, what daddy hitting for or whatever, because maybe that'll explain why he was over there in that stable digging Mr. Air out. What you got, Al? <laughs> <laughs> baby, I want to know what daddy hitting no, for. No, you got to have a whole, baby, you got to have a whole lot of meat. They don't understand how hard it is to come to work with this boy (laughs) every time we are on Xbox, my glasses up. Okay, number one, there are a couple things going on here. Okay, I think that uh, there's a bigger picture and a bigger story going on here. Uh, (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. A bigger picture? I want to know what it's hitting for. Hold on. 
Al about to give us a real serious explanation to this ridiculous story. Okay, so listen, let me tell you, we got to help the young man out only because the owner of the stable is trying to have him listed as a predator and they're trying to put him on a registry and they're trying to ruin this 19-year-old young black man's life, which is not fair. He took that horse innocence. Okay, that's just abuse, here. Al. That's rape. He raped the horse. Listen to me. Yeah, that horse one. can't even go on. Don't fuck up my whole life. First of all, they did a rape kit on the horse, and the horse, <laughs> the horse is fine. I want everybody to know that the horse is fine. Okay, but listen, seriously, on a serious note. Uh, so. I feel like it was something that he had to do in order to be a part of an organization because he was wearing certain colors. He had on bright yellow slacks and he had on a bright blue shirt. And if you look at the picture, he's, stand, he's standing on top of a ladder. There's no way you can stand on top of the ladder and do what he allegedly did to the horse. Because remember, they're saying he altered the horse and he cross-tied the horse. Now, I, I ride horses. Oh, God, I don't know where this is going to go. Horse Horse pussy is high. You have to stand on the step stool to get up in that thing. But you can't you can't just stand on a step ladder and move the horse around and get the horse to back up for you to get to it. You need help in order to wrangle that horse and to get in position to have sex with the horse. Just think about it. All I'm saying, one more thing, let me get it out. He showed up, he turned himself in, but he showed up with an attorney. Okay. So it's not like it's a young guy who you got you to gotta read behind the story, guys. It's, it's a lot going on on this story that we're going to see unveil that we're going to learn a real reason of why the man was in the stable messing with the horse. You don't show up and turn yourself in with an attorney unless you know what was going on. Well, Sorry. we don't have time for the game now, so we're going to have to play the game on Wednesday because we dedicated too much time for, to this horse getting raped that Al is defending. Defending the horse. Al- this, a horrible this, person. this this black man has to have money because I will defend a black man no matter what. I hope does. the ASPCA lights your social media up, okay? I don't need to know no more about the story. All I know is he stuck his dingling in a horse. That's all I got to say. Well, listen, bestiality is not anything new. Don't act like bestiality is anything new. Cut it out now. You can go on Pornhub and get bestiality. Y'all Google, y'all, y'all Google man has sex with horse and dies in Washington State and watch that video. We'll talk about this next Wednesday. Y'all have a great weekend. Um, I You learn something new about your friends every damn show with this show. <laughs> I didn't support it. I didn't say I supported it. I just said that, listen, there's another side to the Hold story. Up. Hey, Q, Little Nas X is wrong, but horse raper is there's right. There's an explanation. There's an explanation. I never said, I never said he Girl, was right. Get off my line, honey. Bye, soul base. We'll see y'all next week.